Do you feel guilty that adventure is an entirely pointless and self-indulgent pursuit with no value to society? I never felt guilty about adventure when I was young and free, but fatherhood changed my attitude to risk. After becoming a dad, I still craved difficulty, but now I abhorred danger. My interest in extreme expeditions waned. Dying on an adventure would feel inexcusably selfish now. This selfish side of adventure, by the way, is explored in Where the Mountain Casts Its Shadow, a book I found somewhat uncomfortable to read. Along with the joy and excitement adventure brings, I also feel a stab of guilt about the time I spend away from home and environmental accountability. As a teenager, adventure was thrilling and character building. It got me out of the house and into nature with my friends. In my 20s, adventure became a mission to prove myself to the world and to myself. See, moods of future joys. <laughs> adventure was core to my search for a challenging, educated, vibrant life. See, there are other rivers. <laughs> I reckon I can plug most of my books before the end of this chapter. The experience of exploring the world led to me wanting to share those lessons with children. So then adventure and travel became a vehicle for education. See, the boy who biked the world. Because adventure had such an impact on my own horizons, health and awareness of my potential, I wanted to evangelise about all this good stuff and encourage others to have a go. This was adventure as a transformational experience. See micro-adventures or grand adventures. With time, my perspective on adventure began switching from physical journeys and expeditions to the creative side of these activities and the critical importance of beginning whatever journey in life you're dreaming of. See the doorstep mile or 10 lessons from the road. More recently, I have become interested in what the legendary Shane Windsor at the Royal Geographical Society has always called adventure with purpose. This means using adventure, travel and expeditions to encourage and showcase positive change in the world. Listen to season two of the Living Adventurously podcast. Far beyond my modest adventures, many expeditions have made a positive contribution to society take Jean Barret or the Apollo missions as fine examples. Businesses today still learn from Ernest Shackleton when improving their leadership structures. Terry Fox inspired millions of Canadians to get physically active and raise money for charity. Louis Pugh is both an endurance swimmer and a UN patron of the oceans. Adventure has positive benefits in many areas, there are obvious physical advantages from adventure, whether you're training for an expedition, walking across a country or simply exercising outdoors. Part of successful ageing includes staying active and hiking, biking or wild swimming remain appealing even for those who perhaps feel too old for the gym. The Japanese tradition of Shinrin-yoku, forest bathing, refers to the meditative, reflective, calming experience of walking in the woods. There is a long history of mental health practices benefiting from nature and therapeutic adventure, including work on depression, anxiety, PTSD and counselling. Children and adults alike benefit from structured residential adventure programmes, experiential learning or simply doing their daily work outdoors. 
journeys can provide a shared experience to help family well-being and bonding. Outward Bound, an outdoor education organisation, encourages adventures involving uncertainty of outcome, high endeavour and shared experience. More generally, adventures can play a substantial role in a person's self-development, confidence, spirituality and connection with the natural world. Solo expeditions teach appropriate approaches to risk, commitment and hard work, whilst those with teammates rely upon teamwork, social bonding, empathy, communication and creative thinking. Every challenging adventure also dishes up a healthy portion of humility and self-deprecation. Some jobs have a clear value in society. Nurses, bin men, librarians, gravediggers. Other people go to work each day and get paid to make the world a bit worse. Factory farming, slash and burn forestry, cigarette manufacturing. But most jobs have a vaguer impact. If most office jobs disappeared, would the world be a better or worse place? I have no idea, but it's telling that I'm even uncertain. What about the musicians, artists and athletes who bring us joy and hope and inspiration and escape? An alien looking down might deem their work pointless or frivolous, but I certainly would not. And now, tiptoeing out onto thin ice, what about adventurers? Are we pointless or does adventure play a beneficial role in society? I'm not promoting a vacuous, harmful lifestyle. The damaging footprint of my work is small, all things considered, although I need to reduce it to zero, at least, negative, if possible. I encourage people to invest in experiences. I think that all this goes to justify myself as being not that bad. But a working adventurer can and should encourage a greater appreciation of, and therefore caring for, our health and our planet. I want to do better than not that bad. It's vital that all of us, whatever our profession, make an effort to understand how we are damaging the natural world and take steps to reverse that. Perhaps I should have become a zoologist or work in public health to really make a difference. Yet even an adventurer can act as a useful lever for changing perspectives and priorities. This could impact wilderness conservation, rewilding or responsible ecotourism, for example, or more diverse fields like obesity, depression and delinquency. Overall, adventure is the best education I've ever had and the most fun too. That feels reason enough in itself to encourage others to have a go at it themselves and reassurance that adventure is more than a pointless and self-indulgent pursuit. Quick question. How do you balance finding amazing UK-based adventures without spoiling hidden secrets? To help avoid spoiling tranquil places, I don't geotag my Instagram posts. I don't include maps or route plans in my blogs or books. Partly this is for conservation reasons, but it's also to encourage independence and serendipity in adventure planning. Hatching your own schemes is much better than following prescribed routes and recipes. They're original, satisfying and help you escape the crowds.